2: Welcome back to Live Mike. Uh, I've got to share some numbers with you. In just a moment, listen, in just a moment, we are going to discuss a proposal that's been sent to the White House by Senator Mitt Romney and others looking at exactly how much money uh, this group of senators at least feels would be appropriate in a subsequent relief package, COVID-19 relief package. We're going to get into those details in just a moment, but something has just come across my desk that is absolutely stunning. And it has to do with case counts. We just got done spending, what, half an hour talking with uh, Debbie Djanovic, who has spent countless hours over the past year following exactly this issue. We just spent uh, a long while chatting with Governor Cox about vaccine distribution. And what's the ultimate goal, right? What's the ultimate goal of the vaccine? What is the ultimate goal (laughs) with regard to everything we are doing in response to COVID-19 is to get the case counts down, is to get the case counts down to zero, It's to get uh, the number of Utahns losing their lives uh, down to zero. It is to empty all the hospital beds which are right now being occupied by those suffering severely with COVID-19. Let me walk with you uh, through some of these numbers, the numbers that have come out today. Now, I do have to remind you, as good as these numbers are, and as good as they sound, please remember uh, that I am sharing them with you in in isolation. All right, uh, Doctor Dr. Uh, Dr. Doctor Doctor Dunn, I can't believe I almost forgot her name. That is embarrassing. Uh, state epidemiologist Doctor Angela Dunn. Over the course of 2020 and in this month of 2021 thus far, one of the points that she reiterates time and time again is the fact that. Uh, you really need to have you know seven or even fourteen days uh, pass by before you can get excited uh, about trends before you can even uh, declare a trend. With that said, here are the numbers. Today, the number of positive case counts, the additional number of case counts since yesterday was only five hundred and eighty four five hundred and eighty four. there were thirty five hundred. And 16 people tested since yesterday, and 584 new cases. The seven-day rolling average for percent of positive laboratory tests is 16.7%. Those positive cases and that rolling average is down. 402 people currently hospitalized, that number down from recent trends. And the number of deaths reported since yesterday, three. 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 Two males between the ages of 65 and 84, and one male between the age of 45 and 64. Three Utahns lost their lives. 402 currently hospitalized. 16.7% the rolling seven-day average for percent of positive lab tests. And the big number today, the big number to report is that the increase in positive cases is only 584. Remember, that's only today. That uh, one day does not a trend make but let's hope that we're not staring at something anomalous here and that tomorrow we're able to see a similarly low number and the day after that and the day after that and every day moving forward. My fingers are crossed to see exactly that. Okay, Uh, taking a step backwards now. The economic impact. On the, uh, well, the country and the world as a result of the coronavirus, of course, is still being felt uh, in Congress, despite the fact that there's like an impeachment trial going on, uh, that, uh, you know, the, the power in the Senate has flipped. The White House has changed occupants. Uh, there is still there is still the need uh, for discussions to be carried out in Washington, D.C. regarding COVID-19 relief, economic relief specifically. And there's a pretty pricey proposal coming from the Biden administration. Pretty pricey. Well, uh, in in response to that, a group of lawmakers, specifically Republicans in the Senate, and even more specifically uh, from Utah Senator Mitt Romney, they have put forward a proposal that would slash the price tag. Slash the price tag pretty considerably. Uh, from nearly $2 trillion to an estimated $618 billion. Now, I know that number sounds uh, immense and crazy, and it is. That number is immense and crazy. And yes, and yes, that $618 billion would be covered with your taxpayer dollars. All right? And so maybe that's uh, one of the reasons we ought to uh, pay attention to these things as they are debated. Now, the proposal was packaged up. Uh, in a top-line way, uh, crammed into a letter, that letter sent off to the White House. And the result of that, at least right now, is a meeting which will take place in the White House, attended by these various senators, including Senator Romney, in just a few hours from now, where negotiations will take place. On the one hand, there is a proposal from the president totaling $1.9 trillion. On the other hand, there is the proposal now by Republican senators of $618 billion. What are some of the differences? Well, uh, number one, in the unemployment insurance category, the Republicans propose $300 a week through June 30th for all states. So on top of the state Unemployment insurance monies available to folks out of work. The federal government would kick in an extra three hundred dollars a week. All right. Uh, there are a number of other programs proposed as well uh, in conjunction with uh, you know their estimated dollar amounts. There's a child care and development block grant uh, with twenty billion dollars set aside. This again, I'm talking exclusively about the Republican proposal because it's the one that's uh, you know relatively new to the conversation. So I'm going to focus on that. There. Uh, is a getting children back to school initiative K through twelve, where another twenty billion dollars uh, set aside for that in the proposal. And then, the one that may may have uh, the most immediate and direct impact on on your pocketbook, on your checking account, on your wallet, uh, the direct payments. The Republican proposal is this: it provides another one thousand dollars per person. Now you might say, Hold on a second! What happened to fourteen hundred dollars? Well, there was the $600 that came out uh, in December uh, during a time where many were calling for 2000 particularly the Democrats calling for $2,000. Uh, and so the presumption was, and the proposal by the Biden administration right now is, that another $1,400 be kicked in to bring the total in the two packages, $2,000. While Republicans uh, aren't willing to go that far, 1000 additional dollars is the amount. And here's how folks would qualify. For singles, you start phasing out of that $1,000 if you, as a single person, uh, make $40,000 per year. And once you get to $50,000, that's the cap. $50,000 plus $1 earned annually would disqualify you from the $1,000 per person direct payment proposed by the Republicans. Now, for joint filers, it's similar. Just double the numbers the payment begins phasing out at $80,000. And once you arrive at $100,000 household income for joint filers, that's it. $0 in compensation. $0 in direct payment, I should say. And then for children, $500 for dependent uh, adults and children. $500 for dependent adults and children. Now, what is not clear in the breakdown from the Republicans here is whether or not uh, there is an income cap uh, or restriction for the money uh, allocated for direct depend- or for dependents and children. Unsure about that, but five hundred dollars. And then lastly, no checks to convicted inmates. All right, there was. Uh, I'm not sure if that was an oversight in earlier versions or what, but uh, somehow there were some inmates on the receiving end of monies in this proposal. Uh, that that number is zero. Uh, $220 billion set aside for that. My question to you is, with regard to the direct payments, should we even be handing out direct payments? Should there be another round of COVID-19 relief payments? And if so, who should qualify? Should everyone qualify? Should the income limitations I just laid out, should those be the ones in place? Should we return to those of earlier Direct payments. What do you think? Should there be another round of COVID 19 relief payments? And if so, who should qualify? I want to hear from you directly. The number is 801 575 8255. 801 575 8255, 801 KSL Talk, or feel free to send a text message to five seven five zero zero 00, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Your calls and texts and messages next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the program. The question I have for you is Should there be another round of COVID 19 direct relief payments? What are those? They are the checks that may have shown up uh, out of the blue, seemingly, in your checking account. Or maybe uh, you were one who received the, was it a Visa gift card in the mail? Hopefully, you didn't throw that out. It, it breaks my heart. I've come across a few stories of people around the country who got their direct COVID relief payment in the form of a Visa gift card. And guess where it ended up? No, no, not in the bank account, in the garbage. And I am unaware of a a way to remedy that. If you tossed yours out, uh, you know, unless you can correct me, and please do so five seven five zero zero, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, let me know. You might be out of, out of luck. Uh, what we're talking about right now, and what I have reached out to your to you to help me talk about, is th- this question: Should there be another round of COVID nineteen relief payments, and if so, who should qualify? Th- the reason I ask today, there are a group of lawmakers, specifically senators. Republican senators, uh, including Utah Senator Mitt Romney, who in about an hour and a half from now, I believe, if I got the timing right, will be sitting down in the White House with President Joe Biden, essentially to negotiate. Negotiate what? Well, the president recently put forth a a proposal with a price tag, an overall price tag of $1.9 trillion dollars. And that's not just the direct payments. You know, there are a number of other things, uh, uh, an influx of PPP money, some uh, child care money, and a handful of other things. Unemployment, insurance, subsidies from the federal level. uh, But included in there is certainly the direct payments. And, you know, there's no shame in admitting that that that's the one that many people have their eye on right now, as it could potentially mean uh, a sudden influx in dollars. Which, for many, could be very helpful right now. For many who have been out of work, for many who have seen their business uh, decline, uh, a few extra dollars could be very helpful. The counter proposal from these Republicans meeting with the president today totals six hundred and eighteen billion. And within that proposal, uh, there was a slight tweak to the numbers behind the direct payment to Americans. Uh, specifically, they chopped about $400 off the total, making it a $1,000 proposed payment to Americans uh, filing singly, uh, $1,000 per person. And if you are a single person uh, filing your taxes a single person, uh, that $1,000 uh, starts to decline at forty thousand dollars per year of income. And once you get to fifty thousand, if you're making fifty thousand or more uh, and you are a person filing uh single, zero dollars. You're not getting uh you're not getting a stimulus payment or a relief payment, however you choose to phrase it. Now, for those filing jointly, married couples, uh, that 1000 per person starts phasing out at $80,000 a year. And once you, as a joint couple, make it to $100,000 a year uh, in household income, uh, that's at $0 uh, in individual stimulus money. And then $500 for dependent adults and children. My question to you, should we be handing out more uh, COVID-19 relief payments specifically in this direct payment form? And if so, who should qualify? We'll go to uh, the text messages in just a moment. But first, let me welcome to the program Kevin from Cottonwood Heights, who has some thoughts. Kevin, welcome to the program. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Um, of course. Yeah, so I've got some thoughts on this. I mean, I think about the direct payments that I've received in the first two rounds, and it's been great. I mean, it's free money, uh, but the problem is it's not really free. It's it's going to have to be paid for with our national deficit, where it is. Right. It's, it's not free money. Um, and the truth is, as much as I have liked it and it's been a benefit to my family, COVID-19 has not impacted me personally, financially at all. Um, I have not lost a dollar of wages or any time at work. So I personally don't feel right, you know, taking money. And I think there's a lot of people who are in my boat, same boat, but I don't want to take away from the individuals who have been impacted. I, of course, and I think everybody knows, a lot of people who have been impacted and those people need to help for sure
2: let me ask you this Kevin Uh, presuming that you did qualify for earlier direct payments uh, you received that money if I could be so bold let me ask you what did you do with that money
1: well it (laughs) the first round went into savings and you know it helped us in the purchase of a home and uh, we just got our second round of money we haven't used it yet it's sitting in our bank account and uh <laughs> honestly it's probably going to go toward a vacation fund or something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll stimulate the economy but it's it's not money that was lost. Um it's great for our family, but so, it, it wasn't money that was lost due to the the pandemic.
2: Understood. Kevin, thank you so much for the call. I, I think Kevin's exactly right. There are a number of people in uh, his exact circumstance where either the individual or the household income was at a certain level that qualified uh you know the the home to receive a chunk of relief money, uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, Kevin and maybe others in his household were able to report for work each day, and the income in the, the home uh, wasn't impacted, and so then the question is, what do you do? You, you, there's certainly no obligation to uh, to do anything you know, with that money, you, know, you receive it and you make your decisions on your own, uh, able to purchase a new home. That's wonderful for Kevin's family. Outstanding. I hope they enjoyed the vacation they may be taking with this. And uh, it's good to know the savings account has been padded a bit. Uh, but what about you? What do you think? Uh, last call before the before the break here. Ron calling. Uh, Ron, sir, welcome to the program. What do you think about this? Should there be another round first off and who should receive it? Are you calling Ron? Y- yes, sir. Come ahead, please.
0: Okay, I don't believe that people that uh, aren't paying any income tax should be allowed to get a stimulus check. And also, on TV, I just watched this week, there was a moonshiner making moonshine. He went to his mailbox, and there was a stimulus check. Huh? Well, <laughs> And he was thinking because he says, now I can buy some more illegal moonshine and sell it.
2: Yeah. Well, listen, Ron. Thanks for the call. Uh, I, I, yeah, if, you, if if you're a bootlegger making illegal moonshine, you, you maybe you should be disqualified. Uh, maybe you should be disqualified from from payments. I won't argue with you there. Uh, thanks again, Ron, for the call. Uh, just a moment left before this commercial break, and I wanna, I, I want to, before we go though, address uh, two things real quick. Uh, texter points out that I didn't mention uh, President Trump's insistence on the two thousand uh, dollars. Not, not only Democrats calling for that. Uh, you're absolutely right you know what? Some of that may have uh, cost Republicans those two Senate seats in Georgia. A good point you bring up there. And then lastly, uh, this is a a great point which has come up, and it has to do with when the IRS or when the federal government uh, more broadly looks at your income. Right now, the way it is being determined whether or not you qualify for these direct payments has to do with your 2019 tax filing. Uh, and so if you, you know, had a great year in 2019, uh, maybe you were above the threshold, disqualified from all the payments, including what may be uh, you know, another payment coming. Uh, one thing I, I have learned, and so to the texter uh, writing about that or anyone else in a similar circumstance, once you file your 2020 taxes, which may, compared to 2019, be a, a much leaner year. We could say if you were to have fallen below the threshold, thus qualifying for the direct payments, uh, you can get that all sorted out. Work with your uh, tax professional uh, or once you engage the process yourself, uh, there's paperwork you can fill out and you can uh, retroactively receive the stimulus payments which have gone out uh, in 2020. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you had a worse year in 2020 than you did in 2019 and your qualifications were determined or your eligibility was determined uh, based on 2019 numbers, uh, your real numbers in 2020 will make that right come tax season this year. Uh, anyway, quick break. When we return, uh, there are so many text messages to get through on this very question. I'm going to wrap up those, uh, get through some of the thoughts of listeners, and then I want to talk about uh, a homeless encampment on the front lawn of somebody's private residence. City says that's no good. What do you think? I'll share with you the details, and we'll have a chat about it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night.
1: Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do.
0: When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything.
1: It was violent. It was senseless.